in his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I am the game, JR. Rest in peace. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday and welcome to another episode of the Hot Tag. I am Jeff Watson and all as always, I am joined by the one and only Brandy Smith. Brandy, how are you this afternoon, evening, whatever we want to call it? I'm wonderful, you guys. Life is good. Yes, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, really excited about this episode today because we're talking about a couple, uh, a couple really, really, um, really big time pioneers. So, um, Brandy, I know you wanted to say something before we really get into the episode and I'll just kind of chime in as well. Um, but I'll, I'll give you the floor here. Thank you. Uh, first of all, everybody, if you have not heard, it is Joe Michalichik's birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy belated birthday also to Mike, if you're in the chat. Um, if you guys have issues with racism or religion, those topics are going to come up in this episode. So if that's something you don't wish to discuss or something you don't wish to hear about, please feel free to leave the chat and join us another time. But you cannot talk about these amazing amazing men's careers without talking about both or one of those issues and they are absolute pioneers in the wrestling business and unfortunately that's part of these guys stories yeah yeah um you know honestly at the time that both of these uh gentlemen were in the business prominently uh, it was just a different time um 
and you know a lot of opportunities were not um were not available and the ones that were available uh, weren't very um they weren't very desirable so um so yeah i mean you sometimes when it comes to history and when it comes to different things we we have to talk about obviously we're going to talk about the good but you also have to talk about the bad because in a lot of cases um the bad times shape things and make them better or different uh for future people so um so yeah i i'm really thankful that we're doing this and i'm thankful that brandy uh, and Nels just said this too. I love Brandy being socially responsible there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it's, you know, and, and listen, days fan, you know, I, we're not, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Um, that's fine. Um, if you don't like talking about those things or hearing about them perfectly fine. Um, I, we appreciate the like, um, and all of that good stuff. But, you know, Hey, that's, that's why we threw it out there. You know, if you can't, you can't talk about these guys careers without talking about the bad times. Um, and Sonny, uh, what we're talking about basically is we're, we're going to talk about slick and, uh, Teddy long. Uh, but in order to talk about them, we have to really fully talk about everything in their career. So that means that there's going to be some good and there's going to be some bad as it relates to race and how they were treated back in the day. So um, so that's essentially, you know, what Brandy said uh, getting started out. Um, but before you know, before we get into um, into everything, just want to mention that um, Sunday, if you guys um would like to join us we have a watch along for clash of champions we're going to be starting that at 5 45 on sunday um so for the first part of that it's going to be myself uh brandy and jody and we'll do the uh like a little preview then we'll do talk about the kickoff show and that should be a lot of fun um you know and then we'll we'll you know have a great time um you know, on Sunday watching these matches, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is Manscaped. So we're brought to you by Manscaped and they're, they're refining the gentleman. And, you know, our promo code is insiders. So if you'd like to use that promo code, it is 20% off of your order. So, uh, yeah. Um, like Joe always says, tame the jungle. Um, <laughs> ladies, if you want, <laughs> if you want your guy um, to have a tamed jungle, maybe you just need to drop him a hint and buy him some Manscaped products. So, um, but before you do it, use the promo code Insiders for twenty percent off. And without further ado, we're going to first talk about. One of the most stylish dudes of all time. I mean, my my granddad used to <laughs> used to have a saying that he that he was cleaner than the board of health. That's the one and only Slick. So, uh, Brandy, tell us a little bit about Slick and his uh, background. Let me say one more thing about Manscaped, Jeff. You said oh, that, boy. and I have tears. I have tears right now. <laughs> I was well. So hard. <laughs> 
Well, um, <laughs> Nails, Nails makes a comment here. She says, we want everyone bald by Sunday. So. And, and I want my baby to smell good. If you want your baby to smell good, too, please visit Manscaped. Um, yes. Also, <laughs> oh, and uh, Johnny Bates says, tame thy jungle. Good to see you, Johnny. That's the 11th commandment, right? That, um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and also, you guys, if you did not check out our prediction show last night, it was awesome. So go back and listen to that if you have not already. Um, I think Slick is a wonderful place to start because whether you guys know it or not, this man was the first African-American manager in the WWE. He uh, is a second generation, um, not exactly a wrestler, but I guess I should say entertainer because you can't think of Slick without thinking entertainment. Um, you know, he he has really worked with, with everybody. And Slick's kind of calling card is, you know, he would wear a suit. And in one of the interviews, I listened to several interviews and looked up a lot of information and went down a lot of rabbit holes for this episode. But one of the things he said, and I, I have to say, if you guys have not heard uh, Sean Mooney's interview with Slick, please look it up. It was fantastic. It brought me to tears. But one of the things Slick said is, well, back then, if you're an African-American man in the wrestling business in a suit, you're a pimp or you're a driver. You know, and I, I thought that was really poignant. But at first, Slick is a heel. He's a heel manager. He's most famously known for managing, I believe, Akeem, the African Dream, who was formerly One Man Gang. They're still friends to this day. Um, and the Big Boss Man. And Slick is actually the one who first introduced the Big Boss Man on the Brother Love show. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there that says that they didn't get along or, you know, and, and Slick has corrected that and saying, we got along fine when it came to business. We just didn't hang out outside of, of business. Um, he managed the Bolsheviks. He managed uh, Nikolai Volkov. He managed, as, as I said, um, Akeem, the African Dream and the Big Boss Man. You know, when, when he was one-man gang also. He also managed the Warlord. And he he leaves WWE in 1993 because they essentially didn't have anything for him at the time. And he mentions in a lot of his interviews that it was so much a part of the culture at the time, especially in the, in the back, to hear the n-word and i don't even want to call it the n-word i don't want to give it that much um i don't know but it was not uncommon to hear that and teddy long has said the same thing and you know if if you weren't a white male baby face then you didn't get as much tv time or as much money unfortunately and slick you know, he manages some great people. He credits Bobby Heenan, really, with allowing him to get to do as much as he did. He comes in and, and they're trying to get 
classy Freddie Blassie on his way out. And so Slick comes in, gives him a pile of money and buys his stable. And so, you know, there were a lot of managers back then in the WWE. So there's, you know, you buy other people's stars, you sell it, you sell people your stars in these different factions. And so that's how a lot of things happened. In Slick's real life, he is a pastor. And after learning so much about his story and listening to his interviews, Mr. Slick, if I ever had the opportunity to go to your church, I'd be the first one in the pew. That's all I'm saying. Because a, <laughs> a sermon by Slick is one I don't want to miss. Um, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I mean, you think about the guy doing a promo. I mean, my goodness. I Oh, goodness. <laughs> I yes. mean, doing a sermon. Yeah, count me in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he um, I just I loved his style, like not just his fashion style, but just his delivery. You know, he was so smooth. You know? Right. Right. He was just so smooth. Maybe that's why he has the name Slick. But, you know, and, and he had injuries. You know, a lot of times when we think about managers or valets, we think that they don't get injured. But uh, Slick was power bombed by. Um, the British Bulldog. He's also been thrown out of the ring over the top by Hulk Hogan. Um, and so these guys have some major in, uh, injuries. He said both times he came up coughing up blood. So, yeah. you know, the, these guys were really put through the ringer. And unfortunately, more so, I think if you're a minority, they, they maybe had to go through more stuff. But yeah, a little, little more, um, a little more hazing, you could yes. say, yes, um, in, in those days. And the, the role was just a little bit harder. And I mean, it, that was that was a reflection of society, really. Like, yes. you know, I mean, it's not that wasn't a wrestling only issue, but wrestling just was a little bit slower in some yes. ways. Um, the fact that even today we can say that there's only been X number of African-American or minority um, champions in the WWE is, is another like I I one day hope that when my kids are old enough to really appreciate wrestling and all of that, that that's no longer a thing. Um, and that that's where I hope that we get to. So. Um, so yeah, but um in terms of in terms of slick, um, because I know we've got um another gentleman that we're going to talk about, but what do you what would you say is slick's legacy and how do you think he impacted the business? Like what do you think his lane is in terms of impacting the business? Well, let me let me mention a couple things. He also had the opportunity to work with Sheiky Baby. And I just want to imagine a car ride with the iron, the iron sheik and slick. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, can you imagine, can you, ima I, I just, I mean, that, that had to have been extremely entertaining. You guys, if you don't know who Sheiky baby is, that's the iron sheik. Most famous story about him is probably the time that he and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got caught together <laughs> breaking kayfabe with, um, yes some smokeless items. I mean, some smokable items in the car. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, 
interesting time. Yeah. But I, I just, I have to say, I can't imagine a car ride with those two. Um, <laughs> I think he's really well known for his relationship with one man gang. Um, Mm-hmm. He he has mentioned that one man gang might have left the WWE sooner if not for himself, and also you know that that he was a preacher in real life. He he obtained his education to become a pastor, and that for a while Vince allowed him to come on WWF television and make speeches that were inspirational. I, I guess I should say not necessarily sermons, but he was allowed to do that. And yeah. I think that speaks to the respect that he earned and that he deserved in this business. Also, I think he's going to be remembered for, um, he mentions in some of the interviews I listened to that he brought several wrestlers to Christ. And yep. unfortunately back then, they didn't necessarily want that to be known. They still wanted to be viewed as the boys that'll go out drinking and partying and, you know, hooking up with ring rats. And, but, but he did, and he's very proud of that. He's very proud that he was able to bring um, some of the boys to Christ. Right. Um, what I want to do here is I just want to mention a few people in the chat. And then I have a couple questions for you, Brandy, that we have from, uh, from the chat so we've got james chadwick nails dave in real life mike lister uh let's see here uh jennifer carter aka famous kj carter um Turbocast, how are you johnny bates um dalton riley uh let's see here think that's the crew that we sunny wolf uh austin 316 so yeah um hey everybody dallas stars fan as well uh so how are you guys doing uh so mike lister says which tag team would you have slick manage today my choice would have been aop today 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 um I would love to see him with Rikishi. Um, who, not Rikishi. Um, doggone it, Jeff. What's the dude's name that's similar to Rikishi um, right now? You got similar to Rikishi? Yeah. His, whenever I hear his name, I think of Rikishi. And I don't know why I just slipped my mind. Um WWE or yeah, 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 WWE. Maybe some of you guys will know who I'm talking about. Um, there's rumors that he's leaving WWE next year, but um, are you talking about Roman? No, not Roman. Um, I'm sorry, you guys. I just had a complete brain mishap. Um, that's okay. (laughs) Um, Mike Lister says Umaga. Um, Nail says she um, is picturing him with Sasha. James Chadwick yeah, says yeah, Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet. That's who I'm trying to say. Thank you. Ricochet. See, I would have never gotten that because <laughs> <laughs> when you said he's similar to Rikishi, I'm thinking like big guy. Dude, I don't know, um, I don't know what either one of them looks like. Come on now. 
<laughs> no, I'm just thinking like, I mean, obviously Rikishi's a, you know, I mean, you, you I'm sure you've, you've heard that Rikishi yeah, give yeah. people the, the buns there. Yeah, so the stink face. Um, yeah, the yeah. stink face. Think um, about him with, with Ricochet. Think about him with Naomi. Think about him, you know, ooh, can you imagine yeah. if he had been with the New Day this whole time? Oh my goodness. It would be way like the whole than... the whole preaching vibe Absolutely. that they gave off. I mean, it, yeah, that that would be amazing. Absolutely. Johnny Bates, Johnny Bates, the uh the Kimberly Mark that he is. Obviously, I'm joking, Johnny. Um <laughs> but he says Kimber the goat Lee in slick. So <laughs> <laughs> um Mike Lister said he was also thinking of Bronson Reed. Uh, James Chadwick says Keith Lee. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah, those two would be nice together. I, I'd love to see that. I would honestly, okay, here, I'd love to see him with the Hurt Business. Yes, and him. Just, with I R mean, Truth I know. Too. Yeah, or our truth. Like I know yeah. MVP doesn't need anyone speaking for him. No, but my goodness, him with the Hurt Business. Absolutely. would just be insane. I mean, it would just be insane. I mean, I can just hear him right now. It's the Hurt Business, baby. You know, That's right. I'm, it's the Hurt Business, baby. There you go. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dave in Real Life says the Usos. That would be good, too. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, Nell says he would be great with Ricky Starks over in AEW. Yeah, that's a good call, too. Yeah. Uh, he really would be. Um, Mike Lister says, good shout, Jeff, him managing Bobby Lashley. Yeah, uh, Dallas Stars fan says Roman Reigns. So, um, yeah, keep guys, keep those going in the chat because we, um, we want to hear who you're thinking in terms of uh, who he'd be great paired with. Um, so, Brandy, you you want to move on to uh, to um, someone else? Yeah, let me just mention too that you know he's he's been pretty much out of the business uh, and really concentrating on his preaching, but he has made appearances at some legends events. Um, you know, uh, the the thousand raw, the throwback smackdown i can't remember what they called it but the the throwback smackdown that they did so mm -hmm. he's he's still come up and you guys you know look on youtube search slick look on the wwe network and search slick you don't see managers like this now and you may not see managers like him or the gentleman we're about to speak about again that's very true and with that all right, players, I'm going to introduce the next person, and it's none other than Teddy Long. And if you don't like it, then I got a match with The Undertaker. It's a one-on-one -on -one match, and it's going to be a casket match, player. All right, holla, holla. All right, uh, Brandon. Holla, holla, let me, <laughs> let me stop. Um, so, obviously, Teddy Long. Um uh, a true pioneer. Absolutely. Um, but before, before he ended up as one of the greatest managers of all time, he did something else in wrestling. So, um, yes, if did. you could 
just go into his uh, backstory a little bit. Okay, Teddy started out kind of putting up the ring. Then he ends up in a referee role. And he said that Dusty Rhodes was responsible for giving him his first gig. And so he's in the Jim Crockett days. He's, you know, in the, the early WCW days. But I want to go back a little bit before that because he was born in the late 40s. So he's growing up in a time where, you know, Jim Crow laws are still in effect. He, he gets to see the civil rights movement firsthand. And then he, he also grows up loving wrestling. But another thing he gets to do is he's a DJ in the 1960s. And a lot of us are not old enough to remember that radio was even segregated back then. And so he got to DJ, you know, some iconic music back in the day, some Otis Redding, one of my personal favorites. Yes. You know, Aretha Franklin, The Temptations, you know, and he was a friend of James Brown, another Georgia native, everybody. Um, God rest his soul. But yeah, he actually got to do some work with James Brown. And, you know, he maintained some of these connections throughout his life. He remembers actually running into James Brown not long before he died. And and James Brown still remembered him and that whole story. And a, and a really cool piece of his background that a lot of people are not going to know, but also lays the foundation for the great manager and um, just legend that he turned into. Um, so he begins wrestling you know in the Jim Crockett days he starts building the ring and he said people would help him you know put up the ring or whatever but when the matches are over it's all him so Jeff I'm sure you might remember some of that from your days in in the ring and so he becomes a referee and he gets to be a heel (laughs) referee and so what I know what story you're going to tell and I love it I love this story the Chi-Town Rumble (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a heel referee at the Chi Town Rumble. And <laughs> he completely messes up this match where it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And the NWA <laughs> supposedly gets so mad at him that they fire him as a res- referee. Because of this match at the Chi-Town Rumble. And so go back, look at that, look at the Ricky the Dragon match. Am I telling the story you were thinking of? Yeah. Okay. One of them. One of yeah. them. Okay, what's there the other two. one? The other one is when he, I think this might have been his very first um, match that he refereed. They, they had an issue, and I forget. I want to say it was in NWA or Crockett Promotions. But they ended up needing a referee because the other one didn't show up. Yes, yes, and, yes. And um, hey, Monica King, how are you? Um, but he didn't. He didn't show up. So they said, hey, you know, you here's a shirt. Go be a referee. And <laughs> he's doing the match, and he messes up the finish. But it was done in such a way that you know, initially the heat was on him, 
but then the, the wrestler messed up the finish too so all of the heat that was on teddy ended up going on the wrestler because he messed up worse than teddy did so um it's just a funny just a really funny story and i, I love hearing him tell stories and for those of you who haven't um there are several episodes i know they have the table for three episode with uh with teddy long jbl and um and ron simmons Farouk, whatever you know him as uh but he oh my goodness hit the stories that they tell and how cheap he was are just all funny <laughs> i have heard that that he is as cheap as mick foley yeah yeah, I have heard that. And guys, I'm not a Jim Cornette fan by any means, but there's a great interview that Jim Cornette does with him, and it's on YouTube. So check that out. Um, so Teddy moves on from being a referee, and so he's riding with our favorite devil, Kevin Sullivan, and he starts DJing for Kevin Sullivan in the car and they realize that Teddy can talk. So he becomes a manager. He manages, oh dear Lord, Psycho Sid, Dan yes. Spivey, Mark Calloway before he is the Undertaker player. He manages uh, Butch Reed. He manages uh, Bobby Walker. You know, hopefully you remember some of these names, guys, from the from the WCW days. <laughs> Jim Cornette asked him, "Who's one of your least favorite people that you that you managed?" And he's like, "Psycho Sid." You know, just I'm, I so, believe that. Just, I mean, he sounds just as straight faced when he says that. Yeah, um, I've got a pic, Brandy. I've got a picture of him up on the screen right now with a uh, old mean Mark Callis. That's awesome. That's awesome. He he managed Ice Train. Do you guys remember him? Um, I don't, so that's probably a good thing. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the stuff that Teddy had to go through when he's in Crockett and he's in WCW. Ole Anderson was one of the bookers back in the day. He used to wrestle, but then he's most famous for becoming a booker. And he would say to Teddy's face, you know, you're N-word, I don't want you working for me, you know, this and that. And Teddy has also famously gone on the record and said that Ric Flair um, made racist remarks and, and treated him in a very disrespectful manner. And that's not something I, I think you, you hear a lot about Ric Flair, but, you know, it's been, it's been backed up you know, by other people more than just Teddy Long saying these things. And the WCW Crockett locker rooms are notorious for being disrespectful to minorities. Uh, we know that, that there's, you know, um, stories of Hogan using unsavory language. Well, it was going on in the locker rooms too, you guys, back in the day. Make no mistake about it. And these guys just kind of had to take it. And I don't think, I don't think anybody should have to take anything like that. I can't say that I know what it's like to be discriminated against because of the color of your skin, but I can say I know what it's like to be discriminated against because I'm a woman and because 
I have a quote unquote disability. And I can tell you that I've had to fight for every inch I ever got in life. And these guys did too. And God bless them for it. Because I think even though they should not have had to endure what they had to endure, it made them better. It made them better performers. It made them a higher class of performer. It, It made them the people that we love today. And if you hear Teddy Long say, holla, holla, player, and it doesn't bring a smile to your face, then you are watching the wrong thing. That's right. And listen, here I'm going to throw this in as a shameless plug. Nels mentioned this earlier. Watching Talking Shopamania and having him there swearing, I mean, it, it was so funny because you're so used to seeing him you know, kind of this fun-loving, you know, holla, holla, player. We're going to have ourselves a tag team match tonight. Yep. You know, and <laughs> he's up <laughs> and he's up there and he, he's, yeah, it's, it's so funny. And I really, really hope, really hope that he's on Talking Shop of Mania Part 2, uh, which we will be streaming. It's November 13th, so Friday the 13th, we will be uh, doing a watch along for Talking Shop Mania 2. And I really hope that they bring him back because it was such a joy to see him and hear him speak and see him interact with everyone. And, you know, and that's what Teddy Long does. Um, you know, Teddy Long is one of these guys that, you know, anytime you see him, anytime you hear him, it's just. Oh my goodness, it's just like it brings back nostalgia. Absolutely. And, and you know exactly who it is once you hear that voice. It, absolutely. Is it, I mean it's his voice is distinct. I mean, you mm-hmm. know who it is and you just have fun. Mhm. I want to mention a couple other things in WCW before we move on to his WWE days. He managed to me, one of the most underrated tag teams, if you guys remember Doom. Oh, yes. And he has a history with Mr. Ron Simmons, Mr. Florida State, Mr. from Warner Robins, Georgia, WWE champion and Hall of Famer Ron Simmons, who I can't wait to talk about one day, you guys. He, he managed them. And he said that they were so much fun to manage and he enjoyed it so much and he enjoyed his relationship with Ron Simmons and these were the first African-American individuals in Crockett in WCW to hold championships. And he's talking about the tag team championships and, you know, eventually Ron Simmons would later become the first African-American WCW champion. But he said working with those guys was just so much fun. And he stays in WCW doing different managerial roles and refereeing until 1996 and he goes on to the WWE. And surprisingly enough, he goes into the WWE as a referee. In two of his more famous matches where he referees, he referees the match that went on right after the death of Owen Hart. Yep. He, he, went, he went on to referee the match between Jeff Jarrett, Deborah, and... Uh, Gosh, what was that guy's name? The porn star guy. And uh, 
The porn star guy? Yeah, the porn star guy. Val Venus. That's it. Val Venus. Val Venus. Hello, and... ladies. <laughs> Hello, ladies. The Valboski. The big Valboski. Yeah. And right. listen, Joe, Joe is here. So happy birthday, Joe. Um, you know, obviously it's his birthday today. And he just <laughs> I thought it was you know who he said. Birthday. You know who he said? Who? Ron Jeremy. <laughs> An actual porn star. No, I'm talking about the wrestling porn star, not the actual porn star, Joe. <laughs> not the actual guy, Joe. <laughs> no, right? My goodness. I mean, I I've never well <laughs> I'm gonna stop because I was about to make a really bad joke about <laughs> The match that uh, Ron Jeremy was in, but nobody wants to hear about that. So, um, yeah, we don't watch. We don't want to watch any uh, Ron Jeremy matches because they all end the same way. But anyway, um, um, yeah. <laughs> and another really famous match that he was a part of um, was the unfortunate match where Dealer Brown is in the ring with um, Darren Drozdoff. And there's yeah. yeah there's a mess up and unfortunately it puts draws in a wheelchair. Um and Teddy has said, look, it one of them had oil on them, it wasn't on purpose, it just happened. And he he and Delo were just devastated that night, just beside themselves. And you know, Draws has even come out and said, Hey, it's an accident. You know, it's the risk we all take when we're in the ring. And if you look at the promos, WWE said, don't try this at home. You can see Teddy as the referee kind of looking up at the ambulance whenever they show that footage. But we're going to talk about Teddy as a manager, uh, but, you know, with wrestlers and as SmackDown's manager like 15 times. And ECW manager and Raw manager, you know, a few times. But this is a fun story I want to talk about. Uh, Teddy Long ended up in wrestler's court once. And hopefully you guys know what wrestler's court was. Undertaker if they was... don't, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and uh, give them a little insight of what wrestler's court is. This doesn't happen anymore. But definitely in the 90s, uh, Undertaker was the judge. And you'd have to go get your own lawyer for whatever your infraction was. And then, you know, there would be like a wrestler playing the prosecutor. And, and there would be fines, like if you were found guilty, like if you were found guilty, you had to buy beer for the whole locker room or, you know, stuff like that. But <laughs> Mr. Teddy was brought to wrestler's court for Viagra. That's all I'm going to say. And guess who his attorney was? Who was his attorney? May Young. <laughs> his attorney yeah. was May Young. <laughs> and I love this story. He he um he was fined. He did not say what his fine was, but all he would say was that it was Viagra related. <laughs> <laughs> so light a fatty for that pimp daddy. He was in trouble <laughs> by the undertaker. Yes. And he, he's most famous for managing, you know, D'Lo Brown, I think, 
and you know working working with the godfather character but you have to give him credit for the work that he continued to do with ron simmons mark henry uh he even did a little bit of work with mvp you know he he's notorious for um, giving jbl matches that jbl didn't necessarily want to participate in uh he has been uh, kidnapped by the Undertaker in a limo. He has been the manager of SmackDown, like I said, about fifteen times. <laughs> so I I don't know. I I think he was probably one of the most fun managers we've had in Raw or SmackDown. I agree. You know, yeah, I think um... Stone Cold was fun as the sheriff. You know, there's one incident where Stone Cold is chasing Teddy around the ring and Stone Cold's on an ATV. <laughs> That's a fun moment. Uh, it was fun when he and Eric Bischoff would kind of go back and forth when Eric Bischoff was was a part of the talent roster. And um, I believe Eric was in charge of Raw while Teddy was in charge of SmackDown. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, just this image of, of Teddy being chased around the ring by Stone Cold cracks me up. Yeah, pretty funny. That and, you know, he, he would have a problem with somebody and he would say, we're going to have ourselves a tag team match player. Or, he's, you know, they're going to be in a match with The Undertaker. Um, You're going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker, with the Undertaker. player. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of his coolest storylines was when he supposedly fell in love with crystal and it culminates in a wedding and he has a heart attack at the wedding. So that that's one of the funniest storylines I think that, that he's been involved with. Uh, the storyline was later dropped because there were creative differences between crystal and WWE, but I, I love that he had a, he had a heart attack at his wedding, supposed wedding. He brought Vicky Guerrero in as an assistant. She would then later turn on Teddy and become, you know, the manager of SmackDown. He was the officiant, I believe, um, at the wedding of Daniel Bryan and um, AJ Lee. So Teddy Long has his, has his footprints in some of the coolest moments um, in WWE history. Unfortunately, he was relieved of his duties in 2014. And he was in- inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2017 by the APA. I think yes. those guys were the appropriate ones to induct him. I was, however, disappointed that Slick did not go in before Teddy. Right. And Sl- Slick has not gone into the Hall of Fame. He was a part of the lawsuit against WWE about concealing the dangers of what they were getting involved with, with, you know, CTE and that kind of thing. And Slick feels like Vince hasn't forgiven him yet, but there's always hope. Yeah, they, they need to, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame like yesterday. Absolutely. Um, because, I mean, what he did, for the business. I mean, yeah, it was different, but he, he gave, he just gave such a different style um, to the WWE. So 
so he paved the way for Teddy in some respects. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he. There would be honestly, I don't think there'd be a Teddy Long, uh, without Slick. Honestly, I mean, if you if you really want to, you know, think about this, I don't think a group like the New Day exists without Slick. Um, Maybe they're a faction, but not in the way that they're currently put together. I mean, you've got the power of positivity thing. You've got their kind of sermon type things that they do, uh, especially with Big E. So, yeah, um, they come out and you think you're about to go to church, baby. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, these guys paved the way. You know, I, I'm sure that that if you ask Ron Simmons and he asked, you know, who who are some of the most influential people, you know, that came before you, he has to say Slick and he has to say Teddy Long. I don't know how they couldn't not be, you know, on anybody's list. Right, right. Um, James Chapman says, uh, I would have loved to see Teddy Long managing Harlem Heat. Yes. Yes, or Slick. Like that was such a missed opportunity. Absolutely. You know, Sherry did did wonders for them. I feel I feel like Teddy could have done wonders for them as well. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm remiss in saying that Teddy also managed jazz. Yes. And she is still fantastic. So, yes, she is. She's uh Jesse Callen has joined us. So hello, Jesse and hello, Hayden Garrett. Jessie. So, uh, so Brandy, you want to take some some questions as as we wrap up here about, uh, I mean Teddy Long yes. or, yes. okay. So, so guys, let's open it up to you. Um, if you have questions or if you have comments about Teddy Long or Slick, uh, please make them so we can shout you out. And just a reminder again that Sunday we will be streaming and doing a watch along of Clash of Champions. And it should be really, really good. I, I have some um I have some high hopes about it. Johnny Bates says, I'd love to see Teddy manage well, Kimber the goat Lee. Um because yeah. Nell says, "Was he sto- was he in a storyline? Was he storyline going to marry Oksana?" I believe they were in a relationship. I don't know if they were going to get married. Okay. Yes, so there was a relationship there. I'm not sure if they were going to get married. Mike Lister asked, "What was your favorite Teddy Long moment?" I'm assuming. Yeah. Anytime he said light a fatty for this pimp daddy, because I'm going to be honest, uh, in my younger days, I was still very naive. And I would ask him, what's a fatty? And Jeff and I were laughing about this before the show, and they would say a cigar. (laughs) Yeah. A funny thing about this, too, is Vince McMahon didn't know what it meant. You know, he, he, he asked Bruce or somebody, what's he talking about? And they had to explain it to Vince. So I don't feel quite so dumb. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Bates using the hashtag ask Brandy says, have you been learning about the goat of wrestling Kimberly? I, I need to, I need to go down that rabbit hole. I have to say, um, I know what yes. it is, but, um, 
I'll do more research, I promise. Okay. I don't want to let you us down. Nels asked, can Brandy think of any of Teddy's mix-ups or botches that made her laugh? Like he always got numbers mixed up. Two-time, I mean one-time champion. Yes. <laughs> um, I, th I think my favorite is, like I said earlier, Stone Cold chased them around the ring with an ATV. Or, you know, any of the arguments he got into with Eric Bischoff. I mean, I just, uh, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> when they let uh, Kurt Angle go as general manager and then they bring in Teddy Long, I loved that. And then, of course, later on, Kurt Angle is again returning as, as general manager. So I, I love some of those things. Yeah. And anything he ever did with Ron Simmons, I'm going to love. JBL included or not you know so yeah. mike lister asked what is your favorite teddy long moment as smackdown gm oh gosh that's really hard that is a tough question that is really hard i think that anything he did with vicky guerrero went really well um i like a lot of that stuff You know, putting people in matches, I loved that. You know, especially if he got in trouble for it later. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's this moment uh, where Stephanie McMahon brings him out. I believe this is when he's back for a special appearance. You know, just a one-off. He's not uh, with the company full-time anymore. <laughs> and she says, Stephanie says, holla, holla, playa, and brings out Teddy Long. And I just, when Stephanie, I just cracked up. Uh, Nell and Eric Buchanan says, I have arrived. So, hello. Um, Nell says, Does Brandy remember JBL and Ron inducting him? Yes, to, into the Hall of Fame and making cheap jokes. Yes, it was absolutely fantastic. You guys, if you have not seen this Hall of Fame induction, please go back, look it up. It's 2017, it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um of course we it wouldn't be a stream without some Johnny Bates rhyming and poetry. So we've got this hash with the hashtag ask rhyme brandy time and time spelled T H Y M E. <laughs> hello hello all. Very nice to meet. But I've got very nice to meet you. But I've got a question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. No? No. Not at all. Just a, like not even a just straight up no. That's a straight up no, brother. Okay. Put okay. it in my drink. Don't put it on my pizza. Put it in your drink, not on your pizza. Yep. Got you. Yep. Got you. Um, <laughs> uh, Hayden Garrett says Teddy Long is my favorite SmackDown GM of all time. When he made his entrance to the ring, he danced. It makes me very happy. Mike Lister says I loved his interactions with King Booker. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Nell says I love that whenever there's a lot of tag matches or even whenever a random one is made on the night people say who booked this teddy long very true 
<laughs> James Chadwick says, I love the segment between Teddy Long and the Undertaker in the limo. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned that earlier when, when Undertaker kidnaps Teddy. <laughs> um, Eric Buchanan says, I should have said, I have arrived. Holla, holla. Holla, holla, player. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Monica King says, Brandy said it right. No, <laughs> uh, Nels <laughs> says, Ooh, we having pina coladas. I'm in. Um, I always have to have a designated driver, period. So there we go. <laughs> and Eric Buchanan is just throwing out all types of fruit pizzas here. He says, Strawberry pizza, blueberry pizza, no. great pizza. Um, I want blueberries in my pancakes, not in my pizza. Blueberries in the pancakes, not in your pizza. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nell says, long live King Booker. Uh, yes. Joe is. He would, he would get up Joe is singing. US Championship. Yeah, that was great. Um, Joe is singing, if you like pina coladas <laughs> and getting caught in the rain. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Um. Jesse Catlin says pineapple pizza and pineapples are made for each other. Holla holla. No. <laughs> no. Um. no. Okay. Now let me tell you this. Um, a friend of a friend likes lemon in his coffee. Wait, 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 wait. That's mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. lemon in his coffee. Yeah, I've never heard of it in my life either. But apparently, he puts lemon. He will squeeze lemon on everything, from like food to coffee to whatever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yikes. I know. Um, I don't know about lemon in my coffee. Um, no. Johnny Bates says, "Correct rhyme time." Joe and Johnny Rose. Joe and Johnny Rosemary, she is very scary. I think Johnny Bravo's fit, but Joe thinks the contrary. Good rhyme there, Johnny Bates. <laughs> um, Nell, Nell says, there's actually nobody like Teddy, is there? His personality and the jobs he did. He's a league of his own. And now angry, swearing man has been added to that resume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Eric, seriously, dude. Seriously, he says chocolate chip pizza, Skittle pizza. Okay, I know there's dessert pizza, okay, but <laughs> if I'm going to have chocolate, I want it in something other than pizza. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Dave in real life says chicken tikka pizza. I don't know what um, that is. From. <laughs> James uh, Chadwick says, funny enough, I had pizza tonight. Eric Buchanan says pineapple pizza is amazing. Um, Joe says ham and pineapple pizza isn't bad, though. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, here's a southern thing. Have y'all ever had a pineapple sandwich? Listen, I'm from the south, and I've never had a pineapple sandwich. You've never had a pineapple sandwich? Okay, you guys. It's, you take two pieces of bread, and you put mayonnaise on the bread, and then you just slap some pineapple in the middle. That's no. some good eats. No. Good I, no. I've had a tomato sandwich. Yep, yep, yep. I've even had a banana sandwich. I've had a, you know, I like the pineapple better than the banana sandwich. How do we always get on these tangents, you guys? About food? I know. We, we take these, 
we talk about these amazing people and then we're like, oh, by the way, did you have this before? <laughs> yeah. oh, Dallas Stars fan says barbecue brisket pizza. That I can get behind. I I've can I can that. deal with yeah, that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Barbecue ch- chicken pizza is amazing too. Um, Eric Buchanan says, <laughs> oh gosh, apple pizza. And I don't like saying this, but peach pizza. Um, the only place that peaches need to end up is in a cobbler or a daiquiri. That, or if DJ B Tazzy was joining us today, he'd say on his television screen. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> peaches, <laughs> peaches, DJ, peaches, peaches, or, peaches, or peaches, your, or in your sweet tea. Peach, peach yeah. tea is really good. I have had peach sweet tea before and it is amazing. So it is so um, good. <laughs> um Dave in real life, and I'm we're gonna end on this one. Uh Dave in real life says, Sorry, Brandy, I love you, but no, just no pineapple sandwich. I'm out. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, look, that my favorite, my favorite pizza is is any like pizza with the white sauce. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. 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 I love that too. Um, yeah. Give me some, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So, all right guys. Um, thank you all for joining us this evening. Um, hopefully this was as educational in ways as it was fun. Um, Again, we are going to join you all on Sunday at 545 for our watch along for Clash of Champions this Sunday. Uh, Again, it'll be myself, Jody and Brandy to kick things off. And then Joe, when he gets out of work, he's uh, he's going to join us. Um, Joe, don't go too crazy this evening. for your birthday party. I don't know what you're planning on, but, um, you know, limit the reds to about four or five. Um, <laughs> don't drink a whole, don't drink a whole, uh, 12 pack. Um, he did, he did say, uh, <laughs> he said, well, I'm off to eat my ice cream and cake, ice cream cake. Sorry. Uh, thanks again for all the videos and birthday, wishes. wishes. Happy uh, birthday Vince. Ha- yeah. Happy birthday Vince. Or Dusty Rose. I'm still waiting for him to. I'm still waiting for him to unleash Dusty Rhodes. Do the hard times promo, Joe. I want to hear hard times. Okay. Well, well, people are going to hear that on the way on our way out because um, we're, I'm going to play the extended clip of the uh, intro and outro again. So, um, but yeah. Join us Sunday, 545. Should be a lot of fun. Um, Joe says it's such good shit. So um <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right, Vince. We'll we'll see you on Sunday, Vince. And then you can I did too. Nell says I read that in the Vinny voice. I did I did too, but I can't do the Vinny voice. I, I wasn't even that. going to I wasn't even going to try. So there's no way in the world um, I can't do it justice. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Join us again yep. on Sunday. Uh, Brandy, got anything to say before we head out? 
I got one more thing, you guys. I want October to be so much fun for us. I've thought about, you know, doing a show on some of the scariest gimmicks. I've thought about the first Halloween Havoc. I've thought about the uh, electrocution match, you know, that kind of stuff. If you guys have special things that you would want to hear in the month of Spooktober, send us a message. Send us, send me a message on the Facebook group. Send Joe and Jeff some messages. And, uh, you know, if, if there's some really fun stuff you guys want to know more about, um, let us know. Absolutely. And, uh, all right, players, we're going to let y'all go tonight. Uh, we don't have the undertake on SmackDown, but hopefully y'all get to see a real nice tag team match. So a tag for Brandy, team match player for Brandy. We'll holler at you. We'll holler at you later. Peace out players. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Hip, hip, I am the game, JR. Rest in peace.